I have this idea. Tell me if you think this is crazy, right? Mm. Baked beans, like from a can, not homemade, nothing fancy. Yep. Chorizo and an egg. Oh, wow. I would eat that. I, I Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Production Brief, a new podcast for the advertising production industry. Uh, Each episode, we interview members of our industry to hear their views on working during the COVID-19 crisis. My name is Mark Welker and with me is Brendan Lee. How are you, Brendan? I'm good, mate. How are you going? Pretty good. Pretty good. We should remind people, again, we're not actually with each other, so don't worry. we're, We're maintaining social distance. We are in completely different locations. Yes, that's true. But we are operating under the same sunshine. I feel like it's an optimistic episode. It is an optimistic environment in which we're recording this. It's Friday morning. The sun is out. I've been for a jog. Have you been keeping up with your sort of mental health regime, Brendan? (laughs) Yeah, mental health, yes, but not physical health. I'm impressed that you've been out for a jog. I I go out making sure I'm wearing active wear in case I I get stopped (laughs) so I can say that I'm out doing my daily exercise exercise but um yeah impressive that you're actually doing it <clears throat> yeah i feel like it's a new normal uh, uh i'm hoping what well, actually it's a new normal for this stage as soon as things go back to normal i'm sure i'll just be working all the time and and pretending i'll probably be wearing active wear to work uh so that i i, I get all the uh, adulation without any of the effort <laughs> Fantastic. Well, on today's episode, we're bringing you an interview with Caroline Logan from Freelancers Promotions in Melbourne, uh, who managed the diaries of a fair percentage of Melbourne's film and TV crew working in advertising and and drama, and have really been able to provide a great insight into how much work is actually happening or not. What she said during this interview sort of supports what we've been hearing is that there's not a lot of um, production conversations happening at the moment. There's not a lot of jobs out there. The whiteboard is Uh, fairly clear as Caroline says and she sort of in this episode sort of talks about not only about the state of the industry um, but really what they are doing to keep their crew informed which I think is actually really useful information for anyone whether they're on freelancers books or whether they're just circling the industry whether they're working as a producer or an agency um, there's some really great information that she goes through. Yeah, she really had some some really interesting stuff to say about um, also how she's seeing creative workarounds for social distancing um, uh, during production. So let, let's have a listen to the interview. Hey, so thanks so much, Caroline, for giving us some time today and and joining us on our little podcast that we're making. Um, What we wanted to do really is just to sort of start and get a bit of an idea of who you are and who freelancers' promotions are for for people who don't know. Okay, so um, we're a a booking agent. Um, Started off as, you know, essentially a diary and booking service. Um, The business is, you know, we've had it for 15 years, but it was 32 years old when we bought it. Um, so it's it, you know it's sort of had a really interesting evolution around technology actually because back in the day, I think the um, the owner Kathy Lomas used to print out call sheets that would be faxed to her, wow. and she would she would deliver them to a pub where, um, where a lot of freelancers would gather, and that's how you know she she you know tells stories of driving around at the end of every day with her kids in the back of the car. Yeah. 
um, dropping off call sheets. So oh, that's fantastic. You know, it's, it's wonderful. But you know, I, the, the business has evolved and changed and, you know, sort of we, we email schedules and, you know, we're in the process of um, upgrading as well. But, um, you know, it's this constantly changing and adapting thing. But, um, yeah, so we, we essentially list, you know, professional film crew um, and we manage their diary. And and what sort of sides of the industry do you you work in? Obviously, the, you and I have done a lot together over the years with yeah. um, TVC stuff, but you also obviously handle drama crews, etc. As well, totally, we do. I mean, these days it's sort of you know right across the board. Probably the only area we don't do an awful lot in, or we have a few people that sort of you know dip their toe in is um, TV, uh, as in uh, TV station reality kind of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to be like a little subgroup of their own. They, you know, their contacts are, you know, people move from one show to another essentially. But, um, you know, we do everything from online content, you know, corporates, TVC, um, TV series, feature films, the whole lot. Really. The works. The works. Yeah. <laughs> and you said so freelance has been around for 32 years and 15 years under your guidance. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Wow. so, you know, it's at 47, oh. 47 years, yeah. Oh, wow. That's mm. massive. It is massive. How many crew have you got on the books? It's probably, oh, it's, it's, it's up, upwards, or just upwards, I think, of about 450. Yeah, wow, that's quite substantial really, isn't it? Yeah. What sort of percentage of the, the crew in Melbourne, we should say as well, you represent Melbourne crew only or is it? Uh, you um, yeah, the odd um, the odd person with with perhaps a Sydney agent or a Queensland agent, and they yeah. they tend to be DPs who who move, you know, between the states fairly you know fairly easily. Yeah, not, right. Not harder for a gaffer to you know do a do a two day commercial in Queensland if he lives in Melbourne. So, you know, not to say that people don't travel, but um, but essentially in terms of representation, um, it's really predominantly the DPs and some of the first agents that we, we might share with another agent. Mm. Mm. And and so, Caroline, we're probably about a month into this COVID-19 crisis. I mean, you've been in this industry quite some time. Mm. Have you ever seen a downturn or, or um, experienced something like this before? Nothing like this. I mean, this is, you know, there's that word unprecedented, just in terms of um, – why we're not working. It's not that there's not work to be had. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we're just not allowed to work. Um, there has been, you know, there's certainly been some downturns, but I've never seen, you know, my whiteboard or, you know, anything look look like this, which is essentially, you know, we've got probably a half a dozen or so smaller jobs. Um, yep. Pretty much only one drama shooting, and I've never ever seen it like this. And what would what would be what would that whiteboard look like normally at this time of year? Um, well, I was I was looking at you know we sort of we kept a record of the jobs that we cancelled, and over basically you know between I think the sixteenth of March and maybe the twentieth twenty sixth, we cancelled probably eighteen. TVC or online content style jobs, like one, two, three or four-day shoots. Um, yep. 
a couple of them shifted and then later cancelled, like they pushed out a week or so. Um, but jobs were just dropping like skittles. Normally, you know, it, it, it's hard to compare one year to the next because for, you know, a whole bunch of reasons that no one has ever been able to fathom, every year is different. You know, some people say, oh, it's always busy, you know, or, or quiet coming up to end of financial year or it's always quiet in January and then the next January will be bonkers for reasons known only to advertising agencies and their clients. Mm. So it's, it's a bit hard to compare, but everything we had um, just fell over. And were they um, jobs that were sort of booked um, in coming days or in weeks? You know, what was the the immediacy of the the cancellation? Well, you know, usually TVCs, you know, can give you anything from, you know, five weeks notice to, you know, a week or, you know, very occasionally we'll get a rush job that's, you know, sort of three or four days out. Um, but, yeah, it was it was. Everything, I'm just having a look at some of them actually. You know, some some of them were, you know, for the for a couple of weeks hence. Um, some of them a little bit further out. But everything, you know, sort of within the first two, two or three weeks, mm. you know, sort of into April just evaporated. Wow. And, and that's a fair whack of income loss in terms of um, the crew. Obviously, you represent crew, you know, you might represent 80% of the crew that would attend a shoot um, in a bunch of different categories. Do you get a sense for what the value of those bookings would be to all those crew? Well, you, I mean, you have, you have a range of sort of day rates. So it's it's kind of hard to look at the mm-hmm. list and go, okay, that's worth X amount of dollars. And and yep. also depending on the on the genre of the shoot, whether it's online content or whatever, TVCs we tend to have, you know, probably around 80% of the crew. On some of the online content stuff, we might have a smaller percentage. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a little bit hard to say, but I would certainly suggest that for, you know, for every crew member that lost you know, five jobs, that's a considerable amount of money. Yeah, yeah, particularly for people who rely on short-term projects. Um, there's nothing else in the pipeline behind that, I guess. Um, what about um, longer-form things like dramas? Um, um, do you get a sense for was there any um, uh, big jo- big sort of dramas that were sort of coming up that were suddenly cancelled? Yeah. Yeah, quite a few of them, and they're not—they're they're talking about postponement, or yeah. you know, they're like everything that was on the slates. If if it was shooting, um, postponed or you know decided to have a hiatus, and I think you know, the yeah. the initial the initial shock of it all. I think everybody, you know, and rightly so, went into. Um, because it was so unknown in a way, they kind of went into not panic is the wrong word, but the instinct was to go, okay, we, we, we cannot continue. Um, yeah. So the, the thought process was let's, let's hiatus or let's just postpone until we see what, you know, how this starts to play out. Yeah. Well, and I think. Fell over. 
Yeah, and I think that's what we're all sort of waiting for, aren't we? That the sort of sense of how long will this go for? Because a postponement is only really a postponement um, if something begins again within a a rational time. You know, those people need to survive until then. For you guys, um, you know, how has your role changed? Obviously, you're probably not taking as many bookings as you were, um, you know, a month ago. Um, No, we're not. Um, In fact, we're taking, you know, I put in two two little jobs on Monday and I was thrilled to bits. Um, and, it, yeah, it's, they're, they're different kinds of shoots, you know. The scripts are, you know, very um, – they either have no talent or sort of presenter-style talent. Um, really reduced crew, you know, at most 10 on set. Um, and, and so, for, you know, for us, we're doing a lot more, and especially in the early days – a lot of research. I mean, it was, you know, all the crew and, and us too, you know, were, were quite rightly anxious about how we were going to survive and, and what the next little while would look like. Um, so, you know, we were sort of trying to keep on top of, you know, the job seeker and then when job keeper came out, yeah. that was, you know, it was sort of, it, it was sitting there in the wings, it was there, but there was still a lot of really ambiguous areas about who was going to be eligible, who was not. So, you know, we spent quite a bit of time um, trying to unpack some of that stuff um, in consultation with our accounting um, people who are fantastic and were very happy for us to share anything they told us with all of our crew, yeah. which was great. We also had a lot of, um, you know, freelancers who did the hard yards and sat on the phone with the ATO or with Centrelink or whatever who shared with us um, the stuff that they found out. So we were able to, you know, we were just trying to feed information to our people, A, to to sort of go, this is a shortcut to this end, um, and and just try to, you know, pat people into, into shape and sort of, you know, try to soothe a bit of the anxiety because it's, you know, incredibly uncertain. People have kids and mortgages and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, every time the government sort of made um, some new kind of offering, then we you know, we were trying to, to share that with our people. So we've sort of become a little bit of a research centre. So it sounds like there are still a couple of things going on. It's great that, you know, you, you've put a couple of jobs on the books um, this week and you've mentioned there's obviously noticeable crew size changes. Things are a lot smaller. But but what's your sort of current understanding of what is actually actually possible for, you know, what we're calling a socially distanced production? Well, it's a workplace. So as long as, long as, as, long as you actually abide by... Um, all the good practice, you know, trying to social distance, you know, lots of sanitisation, um, you know, there's there's certainly some guidelines about what, you know, how makeup and costume operate, um, how catering is presented to crews, so no longer your smorgasbord thing, everything's supposed to be, you know, sing, single boxed. Um, the, the, you, can, you can shoot... The issue is the style of um, script. So if you've got a script that's got lots of talent interaction or you've got lots of extras, well, that's just not happening. 
Yeah, it's interesting. We were even talking to like um, a couple of DOPs and things and having to limit movement because you can't have a grip there right next to you and you can't have your AC right there. So everything's going to be remote follow focus. There's so much, so much to consider. And I guess that's where, um, that's where we're all looking, I guess, for a little bit of uh, guidance on, on what can be done. Um, what, what sort of things are currently in production? So you mentioned just a couple of smaller jobs or any, any of the bigger things or any dramas or anything looking like they're going to start ramping up again soon? Well, you know, I think, I think people are still, um, are still waiting. I mean, neighbours are actually shooting, but they've done quite a lot of work on their scripts. They've been working on them for some time and, um, they're also, you know they've they've put together a set of protocols so they you know the crew are in small groups they essentially never cross paths so that if for example you know there was some kind of alert in one group they would pull that group out and replace it so oh they pull the whole group out so there's well, no risk of my understanding um, yeah, wow uh, i think there was an article uh, might have been in, in the age um, mm. where they sort of talked about that stuff. But it really is just trying to keep the groups of people um, separate and small so it's manageable. Yeah. Have you seen any, I mean, you know, we're, we're obviously a creative industry, so we'll come up with creative ways to get things done and that sounds like an amazing example of it. Have you, have you seen any other sort of creative solutions that people have come up with to, to try and get good workarounds? Well, you know, I think I think the the protocols that have come out from various um, production companies have you know have all been really good common sense stuff. You know, it's it's not not having meetings about anything. Everything is done you know over Zoom or whatever. Mm. Um, everybody, you know, there, there's a nurse on set. Pretty much everything that shoots now has a nurse on set. You know, temperatures get taken. Um, they make sure that all the sanitisation happens. That the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the work groups are small, contained, separate. Um, I don't know. I don't know that, that. You know, I think that's just common sense. Whether it's particularly creative, I think we're going to get into a pretty creative area when it comes to how talent gets handled moving mm-hmm. forward. Because until we've got some kind of vaccine or um, you know, a, a test kit that will give you a result in a really short space of time. And, you know, I think I think that's where we'll see people being creative. So you mentioned things like having nurses on set and taking temperatures, splitting into groups, uh, smaller groups and things. Do you think that every production is sort of under the same understanding of what is appropriate or what, what their COVID-19 policies should be? Or does it feel like it's still a bit all over the place, for want of a better term? Um well, certainly, you know, some of, certainly the bigger companies have, um, you know, they were very early off the mark to, to set those protocols going. I think some of the smaller companies, um, you know, they sort of ring and ask sometimes, you know, what what should we be doing? I mean, they are, they have a basic understanding of the distancing regulations and all that kind of stuff. Um, we, you know, we help them where we can. We send out, you know, the CPC. Um, guidelines because we were told that we could do that, which is great. Um, and it's just it's just basic common sense stuff. Do you think that this is sort of like a new normal uh, for the foreseeable future? Is that sort of what you're telling your crew members? Well, I mean, I think just as a society, not not necessarily just our industry. I think you know, and until until they figure out 
how best to deal with it, then social distancing is going to be just part of our everyday MO, you know, like we're just not going to be able to be close to people. Um, so, yeah, we're not, we're not peculiar in that way. Um, I think, you know, it's all of us across every industry. And, and I mean, uh, also you mentioned, you know, we are a creative industry. We find sort of um, different ways of getting things done. Um, I, I mean, I guess for me, one of the um, the ideas behind um, getting this sort of information out there is to really sort of prepare crew um, a little bit more um, for what they're about to walk into because it may, I mean, it seems to me that it may be for a little while that COVID-19 policies will become a sort of skill set how to how to operate things remotely how to um uh sort of the etiquette on set it's all sort of things that we've come to feel uh, it's quite natural the way we've worked for many years but it is a way of working and so it is part of that job of yours to sort of prepare freelancers for this new sort of skill set that they might have to develop um i don't know that it's part of our job to um to educate them, what we can do is furnish them with information so that when they do yep. walk onto a set, they have they have an idea about what is good practice. So all the protocols that we've been receiving in the office, we push out to our entire crew base. So they've got, you know, they've got a variety of different production companies, you know, protocols to have a look at and they can, you know, at the end of the day it's about how safe they feel. On, mm-hmm. on set so they have to you know the more info we can give them so that they can form that personal view um the better it gives them some agency about their safety and there are going to be people who are not going to feel safe because they have they have some kind of you know um immune you know sort of deficiency or whatever or they're high risk in some way or someone in their family is high risk so they may choose to not participate mm-hmm. um yep. for their own reasons but at least when they do go on to set or, you know, people who are happy to go on to set, go on to set, they have a really good idea about what is good practice. And, and for yeah. us, it's like any other safety issue. If you see something that you're not comfortable with, you go to the producer and say, I think there's, you know, I'm not really comfortable about this and I think there's a better way we can do that. So, you know, I think, I think things will develop and I think it'll, in a way, and certainly for a, for a time, it will become the new normal and you know film crews are really adaptable and are you finding that some crew members are sort of actively coming to you and saying oh hey can you maybe just close my book for a little while because I, I don't want to be listed during this time because of a health concern or or a family member as you mentioned before yes look there has there has been there has been some we don't we don't close their book we ring them and we talk to them if they, you know if someone's looking for them we you know say and they might want to have a chat about what that job is and it also depends on their role mm. Um, mm. you know they might want to have a chat to the producer and see you know what would be expected of them and and then they can decide whether they're comfortable yep. and production companies have been fantastic about that too you know they you know they're all aware of the fact that it is about how safe people feel and if they don't feel safe they shouldn't they shouldn't and you know we are a small industry sort of used to being quite close to each other but um and um it sort of feels like over the last couple of weeks the industry's got even smaller as the sort of work has 
um, dry it up a little bit. So it, it, for, for, for me particularly, sometimes it feels like it's, it's not just about how to, you know, how to work, but if there's work available, what, what's, um, what's your sort of advice to crew members um, right now? Like what are you sort of trying to um, drum into them about the next couple of months? what we're hoping to, to do and what we're working really hard to do is keep people optimistic and, and yeah. keep people engaged so that we're all there on the other side of this. Because, you know, when, when we are allowed to, um, to shoot, there'll be, there'll be jobs. And, and I suspect that there are, you know, dramas and commercials out there that are, you know, adjusting scripts as we speak um, so that they can shoot. Yeah, it does feel like it does need to start at that um, at that very early stage, whether it's drama or whether it's TVC. But in the creative and scripting phase, um, oh. you know, th- things are having to be written differently, and that's just how it is for the time being. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I would say is that you know we are very optimistic about um, what will come. I know there's lots of development happening, and um, you know, and agencies and production companies are quoting. So we know that there are jobs. I mean, there's just at the moment, right now, the jobs are little and they may continue to be smaller. I think, you know, we will see smaller cruises, just a matter of course, for a while. Um, But, you know, once everybody gets their head around how best to proceed, I think, you know, the work will will start to, to flow a bit. It's an interesting point because even over the last couple of years, I don't, I don't do huge jobs, but you sort of see a noticeable drop in budgets. So crew sizes change, and you have to adapt because of it. Yeah. With this, obviously, crew sizes are getting smaller and smaller um, again to uh, you know accommodate safety. Yeah. I wonder whether that will actually become a bit more of the new norm that people will say, "Oh, we can do things with smaller crews," which means smaller budgets. So whether that might become a new thing or whether we will ramp back up to, to the levels that we've been at before? Well, you know, I think um, I think that's very dependent on what the script is and what the script demands. And it's like, you know, at the moment we're shooting, I, I suspect, a lot of presenter style stuff where you actually don't need a huge crew. But, there's, you know, there are, if, you want to, if you want some action or you want talent interaction, you know, and you're moving around and all that kind of stuff, you just need a bigger crew. Well, I think it will just depend on the style of of script. Yeah. And people are going to get really bored with one person, you know, eventually. That's right. Yeah. I feel like the the there's a lot of monologues being written right now, but uh, we're probably going to be sick of them pretty <laughs> yeah. soon. Uh, the good thing is, is that there's a there's definitely a captive audience for drama, and I can understand why Neighbours is um starting up because you know while in advertising things are a little bit slow um uh, we're all going to need a a bump to our um entertainment i I for one am getting to the end of my netflix uh wish list and you couldn't be it's huge (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i feel like it's uh it's an opportunity to go back to the heydays of uh you know uh, of drama in australia maybe well you know that we've produced some really good stuff and you know it's it's a good opportunity to sit there and you know have a look at some of the some of the australian content that we may have missed out on
Uh, it's great to really hear some some optimism about the state of play from a freelancer's perspective and get a sense of what is actually still in production. Yeah, it's interesting to hear those creative solutions uh, developing in such a short time. I mean, what I would say is to anyone who's listening, if you've recently shot something or produced a production that's um, sort of had to overcome some of these um, barriers, um, get in touch. We'd, we'd love to hear about um, what you've done to shape the production. Yeah, whether it was whether it was using live streaming equipment and having agencies in, in different places or whether talent were doing their own own makeup, you know, any, any of those sort of things, you know, we'd love to hear about it and, and communicate that to the broader community about, about how you're doing these workarounds. Until then, if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Um, you can also subscribe to new episodes um, through our website, productionbrief.com, or in your favorite podcast app. And keep an eye out for our next episode. Mm-hmm.